everybody. Welcome to episode 50 of the Snake in the Draft podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Vines. You can find me on Twitter at jsnake underscore dff. I have a very special podcast. This is podcast 5-0, as I said before. And I have three awesome people joining me. I have Bill at SupaDupaFlex, Swags at Swagzilla0G, and the Dynasty Madman. So how are y'all doing today? Fire it up, brother. Happy 50th. Thank you, thank you. It's been a it's been a fun ride, and uh, if if anybody hasn't checked out Superflex City, everybody here is on in the city in Superflex City right here. So uh, we're about to have a fun show. <laughs> it's going to be a party today, everybody. It's going to be a party. Here, you know, it's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I I appreciate that swags. It's definitely going to be a little bit spicier. Everybody going to get a little bit off the wall, a little bit crazy. But let's start with the spiciest position. Let's go ahead and just get right into it. Let's talk about tight ends. My favorite position. Yes, it is a wasteland, but they're beasts at the top. We have Kelsey and Waller this year. And my question to y'all is, do y'all think the top seven tight ends, which for me are Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Hawkinson, Andrews, Goddard, and most likely Pitts, need to have a bump in ADP because the advantage they give those seven teams. Like, what do y'all think? I think I think Goddard needs a lot more love for you to put him up that high. That's what I think. And that's the first thing that stood out. But I like all the all the names you said. I know people love Goddard, but I, I want to see a lot more out of him for me to put him up there with everybody else. Do you, you see him more as like a tier, tier three player? I, I see him as a drop from the top, you know, four or five guys. Definitely a teardrop to Goddard. I, I like him. I just, yeah. No, yeah, I feel that. How about you, Swags or Bill? Um, so, so for me, I mean, is the question like kind of Kelsey being like he would be wide receiver three this year or something like that, correct? It's, it's really just like, huge. do you all think tight ends are just the ADPs lower than it should, even just normal like PPR super flex? Because I like, mean, yeah, there's that top tier Kelsey Kittle Waller. I want to like, get like Hawkinson his rookie year. I, I'm that guy that wants to kind of go through like Hawkinson, Noah Fant, like those guys, Gasecki, and kind of see who hits. I don't want to pay the Travis Kelsey price right. until I'm ready, until I know my team is ready to win. Because Gasecki doesn't cost as much as the guys you're talking about. Yeah, he exactly. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. but then, I mean, even this year has been weird, too. You can get, like, Logan Thomas and, I mean, just weird guys hitting, like, gosh, who else is in my head I wanted to well, say? Well, how about but... Ebron? Robert tight end. Yeah, even, even Ebron. Yeah, like yeah. Ebron, even on the Steelers. So like, he's never going to do that with the Steelers. He did. Yeah. He's a tight end one right now at the Steelers. Uh, with all the passing options they have, he still is a tight end one. Is that because Ebron's yeah. good? They don't. They certainly don't need him with all those passing options. I mean, they really don't. But I think he's that good that he stands out. And I mean, like you guys just mentioned, somebody said Tanyan really quick, but I mean, he's got the <laughs> second best catch rate been good. in the NFL right now. Yeah. And before like Bill says anything, I, I do have to mention one thing. <laughs> Jeremy and I weren't going to podcast with Jacob again until he finished watching the Christmas Vacation <laughs> yeah. movie. We, we learned yesterday that. that our friend Jacob has never watched christmas vacation we, and yeah. i thought you know what i can't even talk to you anymore until <laughs> but i don't even know who the hell you are yeah but then he said well it's episode 50 come on i don't know and we we got you brother but dude yeah. you guys need to continue i don't know we have to <laughs> what do, what should we do i don't know but yeah, we're gonna have to okay, put up a i literally have it scheduled. Sure. Yeah. it's scheduled <laughs> right. from exactly five to though. seven today christmas vacation it's gonna happen i literally got yes, a message sir. and 
You haven't seen Christmas Vacation question mark craziness exclamation point. Yeah, Jango, I'm serious. You have to do it. Listen, I, I never jump on bandwagons, but I'm happy to jump on that one because I firmly agree that that's one of the best Christmas movies ever made. I mean, yeah. people whoever thinks so is just on our bandwagon. It is a great movie. I mean, my wife and I laugh about the the couple that lives next door to them. Like my my wife and I have the same conversations. Yep. Like, and why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> so, so for me though, to to answer the question, like I don't put much more stock into a tight end premium league than I do a, a just regular tight right. end. I don't know because God. they're they're all either way like they're going to give you an advantage. Like Kelsey without a tight end premium is still going to give you a hell of an advantage, you know. And I get that the points are a lot higher in the premium, but so are they for like Waller and TJ Hawkinson and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But still like Kelsey is worth every damn penny to answer that question yeah, are you kidding but, people thought he was old i mean are you yeah, serious <laughs> yeah but after that i mean i'm i'm fine waiting and and that tight end hit rate you know is pretty low they i mean even look at waller's age and they i mean some of them don't hit till they're 27 to jared cook how old and waller's he's, an outlier. He's old. No, no players do what waller did they just yeah. don't yeah i'm, I'm with but you but he is great and he's doing and you you have to put him up there and keep him there because he's been consistent so so bill where are you at with this yeah, I'm not probably going to be drafting. I'm not bumping those guys up at all. Um, I think that you just kind of leave it as is um, because, you know, like the guy said, I mean, really just those elite guys are the ones that really deserve the bump because when you go from, like if you look at tight end four right now, which I believe is Hawkinson in a lot of leagues, and then you you sort it by points per game and you go all the way down to like tight end 18 or 20, there's not a huge, like it might be four point difference between those like, tw- you know, 16 guys. And so there's really not nobody separating. The only thing you're doing is buying years. So if you want the young guys, you know, and that, and that's just really the only reason that you would draft somebody higher. So I just don't think that there's enough, you know, if there was like a true tier where they were just so much better than the rest, then yeah, exactly. absolutely. It's not. You're right. There's not it's not a tier like that. In fact, um, there are some encouraging signs by some of the younger players, but Noah Fan is really the only one who stands out because of how well he's done being a like, you know, a, a tight end two. Um, you know, it could have been a tight end one. But Fant is one of the guys that stands out besides Hawkinson in the past couple of years that you you bought kind of high, who's doing well, that you might want to get because his his price isn't super high because he hasn't been like elite yet. He's a guy that I would put in my buy. I'm going to try to acquire him because it's not expensive. It's not going to cost me a ton, but it might pay off because he has shown out this year in, in spurts. He just so, hasn't been like the top guys. Do y'all not see the Kelsey Kittle Waller as like tier one, like the guys that actually should have that ADP bump, or do you still see them all middling? Cause that's sort of where I'm at with like Kelsey, Kelsey Kittle Waller. Tier one, and I see Kittle and Waller, probably behind that i i see kelsey okay. by himself because he's i mean look at what he does every year if kittle yeah. didn't get injured you could maybe argue that but i still think that it's kelsey by himself then kittle and, and waller then then some you know at least as far as this season goes then then the other guys and you have to start looking at those young guys that you can acquire at a decent cost without overpaying Go, goddard's probably going to cost you more than fant i want fant Cool. Do you think so? Did that happen? Do you, is that 
is Goddard. Oh, Goddard, Goddard dude, people were blowing me up saying Goddard that. should be a top three tight they, end. They've written out. Zach Ertz off two yeah. years ago, and it yeah. was really yes. premature. I mean, Ertz, you know, he's, he's not the greatest athlete, but he's been a really good tight end. I mean, not so much recently, but when he goes to another team, because he doesn't want to be in Philadelphia, by the way, when he goes to another team, he's going to be good. Goddard has been like anointed as, oh my God, Goddard. Yeah. Has he really done that? I don't think so. What? Where's he at? Where's he at in scoring? Let he's me, been anointed. I'm looking at that right now. I know it's going to be pretty low if we don't look at the. Let me actually look at per game just because that'll give a better picture with him. Just, uh, it's below no fan. It's so, uh, tight end seven. And there with Noah Fant in unison with you should definitely. I didn't even think Noah Fant was above Goddard, and I wanted to buy him ahead of Goddard. Fant, you can get at a pretty decent cost, lower than what hmm. I think people are paying for Goddard, I would say. And um, the better buy. Anyway, go ahead. So one thing with your point, Matt, man, is that Goddard with uh, the point per game is at 11.3. And then Noah Fant, but this is with his like 3% snaps just a little while ago, is at 8.9. So he's probably at around 10 to 11 points per game if you get rid of that game. So Goddard's still producing higher, but I, I still think it's a little crazy people saying, you know, tight end three, tight end four. Uh, I could see an argument for like tight end five. I think right now I have him at uh, in like a tier two or three tight end six. Even though if like Hunter Henry gets yeah. a contract with the Chargers, Hunter Henry uh, could be above. You know, Fant's in an offense delivering with every. There's a stud at every starting position for the Denver Broncos, especially yeah. now. I mean, their their worst player when they have their best players out there is KJ Hamler in the slot. That's their worst player. Yeah. And you go to the Eagles, and that's not the case. Like Goddard is getting reps simply because there is nobody fucking else to catch the football in Philadelphia consistently. And they have a rookie in Rager and they have some injuries. I'm just saying, like, for me, Fant was always more talented than Goddard. Goddard gets a bump. I don't know why. I don't know why so many people bump up Goddard. I, I, you guys have to tell me because I don't get it. Dude, it's Goddard's why. good. Goddard's good. Okay. What were you going to say, Bill? Oh, I just think if, to answer that question, I think that, you know, everybody sees um, just how that offense has been where they use the tight end so much that, that people are just naturally moving Goddard into where Ertz was, but they're just completely different types of tight ends. Like, Ertz is truly a receiver, whereas Goddard more of like your big tight end who can still catch. But um, so who knows what the I utilization is. Goddard is more of a tight end who blocks and is really good at it and also catches where Ertz has really been looked at as more of a pass catcher. Yeah. Even given his limited athleticism, he was used as a pass catcher. Nobody says that, Bill. Like, that's the first time I've heard anybody say it, honestly. That you – that what? What you just said about Goddard <laughs> being used as a pass catcher, whereas Ertz was used as a blocker and pass catcher. Oh, I didn't say that. I don't believe. <laughs> I said the opposite. I said Ertz. Ertz was the is the receiver kind of guy because he doesn't block at all. Like, but I think people are just naturally progressing Goddard into that incorrectly. And yeah, no, I, I I actually misspoke. But what you're saying about Goddard being used in the blocking game? No, I never said blocking at all. He's just more of a bigger. <laughs> he's a bigger tight end. But he is going to be more of a touchdown. He's going to be used down in the red zone much more than Ertz. And I mean, if you look at the touchdowns, I mean, that there's a, a broad difference between the two um, when they're both healthy. 
And well, he's, he's used because he's such a great blocker. That's the thing that people don't understand. Ertz, that's That was my point. Ertz is, is a pass catcher. He's more like yes. a wide receiver. He's not Agreed. a great athlete. Goddard is so good, like Hawkinson. He's so good at blocking. That's why he's on the field all the time. That's why they use him, because he's not a liability in the game at all. And then he's a beneficiary in the end zone. I mean, not unlike we see with um, the um, the Ravens, with um, a, a, a tight end that shouldn't even be on the board that's oh. that just blocks, and he's one of the best in the league, who gets touchdowns as a beneficiary of blocking. Um, and, and so that's what I meant. I misspoke, but I'm, I'm saying I agree with you that Goddard okay. is used that way. But that's my point and why Fant, I think, is the guy that you – between the two, why Fant would be above Goddard. And I don't think people value it that way. They think, well, like you said, Bill, that Goddard is the next coming of Zach Ertz. Pass well, what happens with Zach Ertz now? That's a great question. And I, I actually asked that on Twitter with what happens with Zach Ertz. And uh, I think it was like, uh, probably it wasn't a poll, but like 80% were like he leaves or some people even said he retires just joking around. But uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to he see. Cause he said that honestly. Oh, he did say that. Yeah. Okay. And said, I want to leave Philadelphia practically. Yeah. He wants, he does not want to be there. All right. So Ertz may be gone, but let's go to actually, let's switch subjects a little bit and talking about a receiving tight end now. Kyle Pitts. And this is, I don't know if y'all play in start two tight end, super flex leagues. I play in a couple. I find them to be fun. They're, they are crazy and nuts. But if you do hit on the Tanya and Logan Thomas, you do get that large advantage. Where would you draft Kyle Pitts in a start two tight end, super flex rookie draft right now? Uh, it's definitely a tough question. I could see some people saying 1.01. I could also see some people saying like 1.03, 1.04, depending on team need. Where y'all at? Let's start with the swags. Where are you at with this? With Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, start two tight end, super flex rookie draft. Where are you drafting him? Oh man, I mean, dude, I, I'm probably still uh, late first. Okay. You know what I mean, and I'm probably trying to buy low on somebody like Noah, not Noah Fant. I wasn't gonna say him, but like David Njoku or. Hayden Hurst, or something. I'm probably going a different direction. Like I, I think you were really you were you were more correct when you said no fan because Najoku <laughs> for all of his athleticism, I think we've pretty much seen that he's not really wanting to become anything. Gerald Everett, maybe. No, I like I like the Everett one. So, but you don't think that uh, Najoku moves on to a better situation and can get back into it? Dude, I think that's one hell of a projection. I'd love to see that. Yeah, and I mean, I think you're just hoping. Right, you're hoping that he does that. Well, Cody, I mean, yeah. he's still young. Look what happened with like Eric Ebron that first year he went to the Colts. Ebron didn't get hurt all the time. Najoku tries to hurdle guys and tears up his leg. I, I, that's a different story from Ebron. I love Najoku. I'm just saying, dude, please, people, don't put stock into Najoku. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you know, buy him for cheap and you know hope for the best. But like, but don't... I mean, you could probably get him for a second or third. You'd probably get him for a third, third or right fourth. Now. Third or fourth. I would fourth. never pay more than a third for David Njoku, knowing what I know. <laughs> would you? Would you but... pay a third? 
Or you're, sure. the, you're like that out on it. I'd pay Thank a third you. for you to kiss me. <laughs> oh. All right. All right, Bill, where would you draft Pitt? Start two tight ends, super flex rookie draft. I so don't pay attention to, um, you know, rookies entering until January. So I can't answer totally. But just based on like previous years, I don't think there's a tight end I'm willing in a super flex. Do you say or not? Super yeah, flex? super flex. I mean, there's absolutely no way he's going before the quarterback. So like, I mean, even in a two tight end, I'm I'm not picking any tight end until like 107. Like, okay. I mean, especially if there's other position players that are are yeah, you know, quote unquote very smart. Bill, very smart. Even that like man. last year in the Hawkinson and Noah Fant year, like I yeah, still like wasn't drafting just, those guys in the top. It's such a crapshoot with those, and they it could be that surefire. I mean, Ebron was a top ten pick. You know, it's like right. you just don't know and. And it takes different guys, different times to, to develop. Now, I believe Pitts is a total receiving tight end. Is that correct? Dude, so that's probably, that will benefit him some because he doesn't have to worry about blocking and all that sort of thing. And that's kind of like where Fant, you know, he looked really good early because he didn't have to, like, learn all that other stuff where Hopkins yes, kind of struggled yeah. a little bit yep. because it, it took a minute for him to kind of get a feel for everything. So I think Pitts that, like, I mean, he has that advantage. Um but again, it's still one of those things like you just don't know who it takes so much time for those guys to kind of mature and fall, you know, like truly become what they're they're meant to be. So um, I would be going a few running backs for sure before him. And then like, you know, if I got into where it was just a mess, like where there's a tier of like eight, I might go the tight end just because, you know, it's it's it is a high premium or it is a two tight end league. Where are you at yeah. with this, my man? Well said, Bill. I, I, I really like what Bill said. I think that's very good advice for people yeah. to take and, um, you know, approach your drafts with that. Um, you know, as far as Pitts goes, dude, that guy, first of all, if you have uh, the one-on-one, you might want to move it because there's so much hype around, you know, the Clemson quarterback and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and you might want to just drop back to the second or third pick overall, seriously. And, um. Yeah you know, take that advantage and then get Justin Fields, the correct best quarterback in this class, and then get Brevin Jordan, you know, or Charlie Kohler at tight end, you know, in the second round, because I don't think there's much of a drop off from Pitts to those guys. I don't, I know Pitts is great, but I think that people value him so much. You, you, you have to think of, you have to consider that like to, to Bill's point, like you want to draft the quarterbacks. You're not taking a tight end in dynasty in the first round anyway, whether Kyle Pitts is the next coming of Rob Gronkowski, you're going for the quarterbacks first, the best quarterbacks at the top. And then, so what Kyle Pitts goes at 103, 104, you know, somewhere. I still think that's too high. I want those other tight ends instead. Listen, nobody can take away from Kyle Pitts talent and, but Brevin Jordan, not much of a drop off in my opinion. Um, Pat Fryermuth is more of a, you know, a, an old school tight end blocker, like, you know, and also can get off and catch Charlie Kohler though. Also Iowa state, a really good pass catching tight end. I want to get those guys and hope for the best. Also get like that quarterback, get that, you know, another position and the tight end, even Ferguson and Wisconsin on top of it. So I'm not a guy that's going to take pits high, although in a startup draft, I'm the guy who's taken. Kelsey and Kittle, the guys, the known, the known quantities. I'm taking them high, but I'm not taking rookie tight ends high. 
it's just not my style. Yeah, and I mean, like, we pretty much to just to combine everything together, there's plenty of tight ends that are undervalued already that we know what they can do, like Igaseki. And then there's yeah. also these rookie tight ends take two to three years typically to do anything. Like, uh, I'm, I'm looking at an old draft. I wasn't involved in this draft, but it's a super flex tight end premium and start two tight end leagues. So tight ends do get like a pretty nice bump. But we have Hawkinson at 1.04. He struggled his first year, second year now. He's looking great. Uh, we have Noah Fant, 1.09. He's been looking a little rough still. I, I agree with Madman in that he can be a buy depending on how people are valuing him. We have uh, Ersma Jr., 2.05. He's finally coming along, but still, that's two years later. Uh, Jay Sternberger, 2.11. Who knows if he's going to be the dude? Robert Tanya may be the dude from now on. So definitely be cautious with your tight ends. They're, you know, that nice shiny piece. I was listening to a podcast talking about Pitts. They, they think Pitts is going to beat the uh, rookie tight end record. Who knows though? It's it's very much a coin flip. Exactly. So yeah, I I like how the point y'all made because it's really easy if you're in start two tight ends. So if you're like tight ends are great, I want them all. Whenever you could get a Logan Thomas and a Robert Tanyan before the season even starts. Yeah, Logan Thomas, by the way, would be a backup on most teams. Not, I mean, in Washington he's a starter, but on most teams today he's just a backup player. Hey, don't don't talk bad about Logan Thomas, dude. That's my boy right there. I'm not. Come I'm just now. telling you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you. He's definitely he's definitely done the most with the situation he currently has. So we're gonna switch gears completely. I just want quick favorite sci-fi series. Mine's Star Wars. Uh, I do have my own issues with the Mandalorian in general, but mine's Star Wars. Uh, Bill, which what's your favorite sci-fi? Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I love sci-fi, so it's a really it's really tough for me to um, pick one. Um, I do love the Star Trek, um, but I also like, um, God, it's, this is uh, actually one that will stump me because there's just so many that I do enjoy. Um, so maybe the other guys can go and then I'll uh, think of something. Oh, man, I was like, hoping you'd like throw a couple examples out there to get a few in my head really quick. I'm uh, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Who, who I the, love that. The, stand, the new series, The Stand. That's I mean, that's sci fi, right? The Stand. I mean, there. I mean, you I could even, even say The Walking Dead is sci fi. But I, yeah. I'm with Bill on the Star Wars stuff. My kids love The Mandalorian. And yeah. I think that's better. I agree with the masses that that's more well done than this recent Star Wars movies. Like the Mandalorian yeah, answers great watch. questions. It's, it's like, I mean, my kids love it. That's good enough for me. I know. And that's what I was trying to not just go with like Star Wars too, but that's just it. I've had a lot of fun, like watching the Mandalorian with my son and every Friday we kind of look forward to it. If we don't get to watch it, it's like, did you right watch it already? List. We watched like, it already. Like, all right, don't, um, don't ruin yeah, it for me. I haven't watched today's. We won't tell you, Bill. We will not so, tell you, but I watched but, it today. Uh, we were done watching it as early as a, uh, 1040. I think we were already done watching it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm probably going to go star Wars just because I mean, for me, like those things, like, I don't know, it's easy when I enjoy them with my kids and watching the star Wars movies and sharing that with, everything is better when you share it with somebody and i mean love sharing stuff with my kids i'll go with star wars so chalk though all right bill uh, i'm expecting you to go unchalk yeah Where are you i going think, with? I think on, i'm going battle star galactica okay yeah, i enjoyed <laughs> that i used to love that show bill yeah right? this is the, the newer that. version um yeah, yeah but but yeah there's a i love sci-fi like man it's just like uh i don't know I even watched like the hundred. Um, oh, I like that show. It fell off yeah. for a couple seasons. What yeah. is that? Yeah. What is that? I don't know what that is. It's a uh, one of those like 
teenage, almost teenage, you know, it's a young person. It's like a Netflix from, original, wasn't it? Or No, it's on um, like WB or one mm, of those. Gotcha. That's just where I watched it. And, uh, I feel like that was so much better, like season one and season two. It was it one was. of those shows where yeah. I felt like they almost didn't expect it to do good, so they didn't have a plan. <laughs> yeah, and then it's the called plan the one hundred. Silly. Yeah. I bet my son knows all about that. Hey, Jacob, the one hundred. What do you think about that? I, I love it. No. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh man, uh, I'm the youngin of the group right now, everybody. But uh, it's hey, I I like the show. I found it to be season one and two were good, and then it fell. Season three was okay, and then it fell off. And actually, yep. the last two seasons, I feel like picked up again. Yeah, I, uh, I actually rewatched the whole thing all the way through. So I I found a good appreciation of it, and it actually like builds on itself. That's actually one of my complaints about the mandalorian is like it doesn't build on itself as much as i wish it did but then again with y'all mentioning your kids i think that's the market you know yeah watching it with your kids sure. enjoying it with your kids and uh i Continuing do plan on to have star wars in their lives as well and finding yeah. ways into that yeah but if you that's like star like wars watch or read the books in star wars Nah. Yes. No, I, 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 you know what? I'm, yes. I'm all about reading books, but with Star Wars, I'm just going to watch the movies. No, no. I'm not saying read the movies. It's like after the movies or in between the movies. They're, they're good. Give them a chance. If you don't like it, that's okay. Don't tell so, me. Just don't tell me. Quick story. I um, When I was young and in college, um, this was like right when the internet was invented. And um, like I was one of the first email addresses at Michigan State. But anyway... Point being, um, so there, was a, there was a web email you could you could send something an email to this um, address and they would like translate it into Jive Talk, and so I sent the whole um, <laughs> the whole first uh, like uh, Star Wars to it. So the whole thing came back and it was like you know slap my fro, Jive Turkey, and all this kind of stuff, and I mean. It, but it was like you know Yoda saying it. It was hilarious. Yeah, you're remi- you're reminding me of the one that I did. It was Snoopify. Everything you oh, type yeah. in was Snoopify. Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> so much That's fun. Awesome. The, uh, All right. the the wild west of the internet. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> so getting back to some fantasy football. One player that you're selling this off season. Uh, I feel like we always like to talk about the buys, but the sells are you know sometimes just as valuable. Uh, so if anybody has one off the top of their head, let's go in and just start getting into it. Boy, oh boy. Off-season sells. Off-season sell. A it big gets name. tough when, like, this is such a fun time to make trades, like, and kind of like, uh, uh I'll sell David Montgomery, but I think it's going to be so much harder after week 16. Yes. That's, that's the problem with me picking David Montgomery as the, my sell for this. I'm glad you um, chose a running back. That's cool because now I can give my quarterback and not feel bad. Well, I mean, and the thing is, you know, and I and I did mention that I think now's the time. Like, so I mean, Minnesota, he's still going to be do pretty good against Minnesota, but it's probably going to be more like high end RB two numbers. Like those three games he just had in a row, like that's those were like career games for the dude. And they were amazing matchups. We all knew it. We're glossing over the fact. Like, nobody wants to mention, at this point, nobody wants to mention how good those matchups were. We wanted to mention how good they were coming into it. But now we want to glorify it a little bit and make it seem like it's all Dave Montgomery. He's going to have the job. He's going to have the opportunities. 
but those matchups were amazing. He's an RB two. Yeah. And um, I mean, for example, like um, the HQ uh, Dynasty Trades HQ one league that I'm in with you, Jeremy. And I just made that move where I traded Dave Montgomery, Gronk, and Isabella, and I got back Galladay and KJ Hamler. I can't make that move wow. week 17. So who's your who's your quarterback? Matt? Mine? No, Matt, man, he said he had a quarterback in mind. Oh, I apologize. Did I go on too long? No, no, you're good. Oh, were you not done? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no, you definitely right didn't go on too long. No, I mean, I'm specifically thinking about Aaron Rodgers, the great season that he had oh, this year. Dude, you oh. would do this when John Hogue isn't on. You would. Okay. Uh, yeah, John Hogue is not on. John Hogue. <laughs> Honestly, you know, he's leading in points, right? In PPR points. I mean, he's at the top of the, you know, above Mahomes, above Wilson, above Murray, Allen, Watson, Herbert. Tannehill, but you look at most of the players in that list on that list and they're younger mahomes murray allen watson herbert and uh i want to get younger so i would move him i'd look to move rogers while he's you know at the top four a quarterback and something else so you know move him for whatever you can think of you know golf plus you know um herbert i don't think you can do that right now i think herbert Maybe costs Tua. more Tua, I, don't, I don't want him, but I'm saying like move him for <laughs> Tua plus. Do that. But I think Aaron Rodgers is a player that you could move easily and and also um, acquire assets easily, especially if they're the ones you you know you want and you seek out. And you know, it might be a mutual win-win now, but soon you you capitalize on that because Rodgers isn't going to have a year like this every year going forward. Get a younger quarterback. That's all I mean. Like, step down to a younger quarterback, gain additional value, and don't lose in the net of the trade. Yeah, Rodgers is tough for me just because I just remember last offseason, just everybody, you know, he's 37, and I don't really – I don't know if yeah, I want to trade for him. They play until they're 40, so that's not really – I good. know. Yeah, and it's just tough because I'm looking at, like, my quarterback rankings right now, and it's like – after like QB 12, which is like Tannehill for me, it's like Goff and then Matthew Stafford and then it goes Daniel Jones. And obviously Baker's been playing pretty dang well. So he may, you know, bump into that middle tier, but it's just really rough. But I do, I do where, like, where's the, Baker, where, where, where do you have Baker ranked? Baker QB 17. That's too low. What, and and you have Stafford after Goff? Did I just hear No, that? really. Baker's too low. What, what, what's your top 12? I mean, just based on the top 12 members getting mad about their quarterback. <laughs> I know. Oh, no, no. I mean, uh, honestly, so, I, dude, if I want to trade with you if you think Baker's the 17th best quarterback. Well, we're not with, with Baker, but, uh, Give me your but Mahomes one, Kyler Murray two, Russell Wilson three, Dak four, Josh Allen five, Herbert six, Watson seven, Burrow eight, two and nine. Lamar Jackson ten, Aaron Rodgers eleven, two and nine, and nine yes, in dynasty. Sir. Okay, keep I, going. I, oh, you you, you kind of—that's where I don't agree. But two and nine, what was ten? Ten is Lamar Jackson. Eleven, Aaron Rodgers. Ryan Tannehill, twelve. Dude, two is too high. Sorry, he Why is. Why do you hate on Tua? <laughs> no, I don't hate on that. That right now, given what we know about Tua, that's way too high, bro. 
what, how do what you do we know up there at, at, at that point? You tell me. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I didn't mean to argue, but how do you have two? No, I, I love this discussion. Uh, for me, it's you know related to the talent coming out, and then also he can only go up from here, in my opinion. And yes, he hasn't been all out of this world with fantasy. Yes, he can points. only go up from where he's at right now, for sure. <laughs> he hasn't been out of this world with fantasy points, but the uh, Dolphins have a ton of draft picks coming up. They can only help him out by giving him more weapons, and I think that that's something that'll happen. Versus Let other quarterbacks. John Hogue from earlier today on the Off the Rails podcast. All right. I'm not sure what we expect from a six foot tall quarterback who's not mobile and runs. What is the archetype for a six foot quarterback who doesn't run the football? What so, is the archetype for for Tua? Like, what's the comparison? Like, that is really high where you have him ranked. It's like almost like you expect him to be a a star. That's that's everything else about your list was great. But Tua, you probably could have just equally plugged in Baker Mayfield and been like almost right. Like honestly, really? I I think that's too high for Baker for me, right? Oh, that's pretty good actually. Related to height, yeah. He's not much of a runner. That was my comparison. Yeah, my comparison was that, uh, and Baker actually runs the ball a lot more than Tua. But I mean. The comparison, uh, short quarterback who doesn't run, what's his what's his value to you? And and that was John Hogue, the quarterback yeah. guru of Superflex, just earlier today. And so I like your rankings. I just felt like Tua to me stood out kind of comically. Like, wow, you really <laughs> believe, you really believe so, in that player? Kind of comically. You might be right. You might be right. But like based on everybody else above and below him, that is telling. What if I what if I had it uh, Jalen Hurts you know QB QB nine? <laughs> <laughs> he might be in the in the top uh, fifteen. Yeah. Today, honestly. Hey, I'm he not played. saying that he's not. He's been he played out of his mind, and it's it's very interesting. But let's let's actually switch it up to some a little bit more of a fun conversation about board games. That was super fun. So my answer is Juju. Smith oh, sorry, bro. <laughs> dude. I like that one. Juju. Bill, I just figured I, like I would just one. throw that in there real quick. That's the other position that really hasn't been touched. So Juju would be the guy because I think people will be excited about him changing teams if he does change teams. I agree. And so I think that's that's a and move that I'm willing to make. Yep. Yeah. I like that move, dude. I, I seriously do. And then even add like every whoever like the rookie wide receiver everybody's hyping up the most all off season that guy too and then whatever rookie wide receiver they're talking about the second most after that guy that guy too and then what and i like those guys we all like those guys but i mean it's just seriously like it's going to get out of hand and and you can capitalize on those situations i get the point you're making but i really do like that bill brought up juju because everybody's shitting on him like he never did anything ever and suddenly like the Steelers know that he's going to go because they don't sign anyone else and they're force feeding the ball to everyone else. And suddenly this guy that's valuable across the field is just a bad player. No, no, no. but dude, his best dumb. year was his rookie year when he had Antonio Brown on the other side of the ball that to date is his best year. It's fine, man. You and me will argue about this later. <laughs> when you have football players like Juju and Jarvis Landry, you don't lose when you draft those fucking guys. I'll right, tell you I'm what. I'm not saying it's we'll a, he's horrible and bad and going to ruin your team, though. He's but also I think you can... he's so good going to get fantasy points. There's there's so many wrinkles here. It's Juju is not overrated, dude. He that's just that 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 
story is is false. So glad I brought him up. But you, you don't think that you <laughs> yeah, could, me too. He's you not don't think there's enough people that like him enough though to where you could do well in a trade. I think you could definitely trade him and profit because there are people who love him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm not saying he can't yeah. help my team, but I think that there's ways I can also use him to help my team in, in a different way. Yeah. 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 He's a great player and he's not, it's not seen this year, you know, but you, I don't if you trade him away, the team that gets him is going to profit too, but you can definitely gain from, there are a lot of people who love Juju. It's the same Dude, with like Juju is players. so fun. Like he's a, he seems like just such a fun kid. Yes. Like I, I like him a lot. Like I'm a fan. I, I like how Bill always me. brings up the contentious topics. He's like, <laughs> you're never going to get me excited. I'm not going to go out on a limb. You're not going to piss me but off. All of you're you like, have... How about Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> Bill, open your mouth and I'm going to get pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So sorry about skipping you there earlier, Bill, but it's let's good, talk brother. about some board games. I'm like a huge board game fan. I don't know if y'all are. And I'm talking about more like the actual fun ones, not Monopoly. Like um, like Battleship? Because I played, oh, I played, I played like, Monopoly like, with my wife. I, I beat my wife movie with Rihanna. <laughs> Do y'all know hilarious. what Sailor's of Catan is? That movie is great. My kids it love it. Great. it Do we know what, what is? movie we let them watch. I love playing uh, Monopoly, Buckopoly we do here. Uh, my wife beats me, but I she has never, ever beaten me. She's never beaten me in uh, the word game. God, what the hell? Um, Scrabble? Scrabble. I always beat her in Scrabble. She I beats me in Monopoly. But our jobs, game. I like Scrabble. Based on our jobs, you'd expect her to win in Scrabble and me to win in, in, in Monopoly. But either way, and then my kids love to play Clue right now and Battleship Ooh, and stuff, so I love solid. playing board games. Yeah. All right, so what about like uh, more niche board games like Settlers of Catan? Have you all heard of that game? Or even no. like Axis and Allies? Settlers. I don't know what that is. I don't know what either of those are. So all the youngins listening to the podcast right now, you can all roll your eyes at everybody who doesn't know these games. You should upgrade your games, guys. So so Settlers nah. of Catan, it's uh, you like you get resources and you can trade them with people. It's a, it's a fun one. And then there's Ticket to Ride maybe. Have you all heard of that one? Still no, no, uh, dude. Damn. All right. You, you you have the wrong uh you have the wrong crowd to be talking well, about. Right. I, well, I, I think you, I don't even know if my son humanity knows is about, about my games. only uh game I play. I don't play shit for games. My game is fantasy football, dog. <laughs> well, we'll have to we'll have to do something with that. I know. Do y'all like Risk? At least y'all like Risk. Yeah. Okay. The game Risk. I know have, the game, and that is a great game, for sure. What yeah. about That's um? What, have y'all heard of Axis and Allies? Yes, I've heard of it, but I, I have never played it. But that sounds like right up my alley with my kids for sure. If you want to play it, get the computer version. It does everything for you. It's fantastic. If you want to get real crazy, you can do the actual board game, but it takes like three thousand years. Right. So, but right, yeah, right. access and allies takes a long time too. Is Risk Online? Is it better online? Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily better, but I, I definitely prefer Axis and Allies. And that Risk is literally just luck of the roll in numbers versus Axis yeah. and Allies. Risk is a great game. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fun. It, and I like there's like Risk Europe, I think, where you can get different style of players that do different things, which is fun. So Yeah, I've always wanted to be the small ruler of a large country. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do with my dynasty team. How can I just, <laughs> I just take over the world? How are you doing in HU3 right now, Batman? Are you still in the playoffs? I haven't checked. I, I, I am in, uh, in three and four. 
four, and I don't know, man. I, I, I tried to field my best roster, and I know in one of those, I, I started Keenan Allen, and you know, I was all you over know, that. Dance with who you brung, and that was a bad choice because Keenan Allen didn't help me. So I'm probably not going to win, you know, the playoffs in either one of those three and four, but eh, whatever. All right, you know, so we're gonna. Yeah, um, I feel you that, yeah, I, I was all over starting Keenan Allen and that did not work out. So the last thing I want to do is just like a quick sentence or two that y'all can give as advice to dynasty players in general. Like some examples could be like, don't overreact to one week or like Swags mentioned before, uh, if some player is getting super hyped, feel free to move him for the player just below because they're similar tiers. So we'll start with... Uh, We'll start with Bill on this one, so I don't forget about it. Uh, so, <laughs> Bill. so Bill, we will never forget forget about Bill. That guy's yeah, awesome. I'm a wallflower. It's cool. I also, I mean, the first comment I ever made to Bill, by the way, we were on a conversation during the NFL draft, and we weren't on a podcast. And I was like, "This is great." I'm talking to Scott Connor, Bill, who I'd never met, and I'm like, "I can tell how old you guys are based on how much you curve the bill of your hats." Uh-huh. And, and and Bill's like. Fuck you, dude. And I'm like, no, seriously. Like, I can tell because I'm like, I, I really? work on a farm. I grew up I'm like, you, you do this to keep the sun out of your eyes. And like, the younger That's guys, so like, funny. my kids are like, there's no curve. It's like, hey, what's up? I, I, I can't skateboard, but like, that, I want to. And there's like shit written underneath. It's so funny. Like, you and Bill in between and Tim Scott. And I'm like, you guys are probably in your 30s, right? And he's like, dude, nailed it. <laughs> no, Bill's like 45. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking blew my thing out of the water. And now I have to it, Because look at the though, curve. You're almost as curved as me on 49. It's funny yeah. though that you looked at the hats because like that's how I knew we weren't doing a live show today because nobody had a backwards hat on. <laughs> well, look at Bill. Look at look at how young Bill looks. Bill oh, does we're not going look live. He just went live. <laughs> Bill switched the live so, mode. Are we I do have flat bill. bill, so I'll Is that what I need to, to do so I can be the youngin' is get a the flat problem bill? Is, just, this is not my bald head. I have my hair pulled back behind. Yeah, sure. You have a ponytail, don't you? I'm sure. <laughs> bill, I have so much more respect for you now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, Bill. little piece of fantasy advice. What do you got? Yeah, so my advice would be don't listen to us. Um, you still need to know... <laughs> You still need to know like how you want to build a team. So like you, you take what we say and take chunks of it. Like we're not we play the way we play because that's what we're comfortable doing. We have Amen. you know our risk tolerance in certain positions or that sort of thing. So when people tell you to do things, you don't have to do everything they say. Just just take bits and pieces that you feel will fit into your game and build your team the way you want to because the worst thing to do is to to F a team up because you listen to somebody else and and then you have to start all over again. And that's a tough lesson learned. So just go about doing what you're going to do and how you want to do it. And like, honestly, I listen to probably 10 to 20 hours of podcasts a week. And if I get two tidbits in that time to help me improve my game, that's great. And the rest of it's just pure entertainment because I like the people I'm listening to. All right. Swags. Man, so I'm just going to kind of go off bills and I didn't actually have a a plan for what I was going to say, but I'm going to add to that. Like, I mean, if you are the person that's taking advice, like if somebody advises you to, let's say, go, you're going zero RB, which I don't advise. 
So if, if Jeremy advises you to go zero RB, which I'm not saying he's going to, but if he does, he's probably also your person to fix that team because he's the person that has learned how to build teams that way. He's the person that has used that strategy because I don't yeah, use so that don't strategy. So don't bounce around from person to person. Like, at least stick with some kind of a strategy. Sort of, you yeah. know, or at least, like, know where it started, you know. And um, so – and I'm not saying I can't, like – I mean, give you advice to help fix problems because I think we all can do that here. But at the same time, if you're using a certain strategy and you adhere to that, know the people that – you should go to for that strategy and don't take it too far. But with that said, I wouldn't advise like kind of like Bill said, I, I think that like, especially for like a beginner, I think a well-rounded approach is, is kind of what I would advise, but, but know that every strategy there, they have almost every strategy has been proven to work, but almost all of them can also be busted. Yeah. So, so mad men, where are you at with this? I think everything that's been said so far is great advice. Um, you, you can't take advice from everyone. You have to find people. Like if, you, if you hope to win or come up with any kind of a process, which is the best way to do things, come up with your process. And process means that you wait to see if the players that were part of your process become good. So based on what um, Bill and Swag's already said, you, you have to – you have to focus on something. You can't just listen to everybody. There's a lot of noise out there. So you have to figure out who you want to listen to and what you're going to do and come up with a plan and process is what I'm talking about. You have to have a process. And, um, you know, part of process is if you thought that KJ Hamler was the, for instance, was the best wide receiver in this 2020 wide receiving class. Yeah. Don't give up on him because things aren't, shaken out in denver right now he's a rookie wide receiver you if you thought that he was the best one your process told you that you have to give it a little time don't overreact to the freaking changing yeah you know blood pressure from week to week and whatever way the wind blows you can't just keep being that leaf getting blown one way or the other maybe kj hamler seriously ends up being better for us in fantasy football than jerry judy that's possible nobody knows if you thought he was great, then stick to that. And and that's my best advice. Don't waver. Don't listen to like everything. And, you know, we all fall prey to that. You know, one yeah. week to the next. Like, that's the, excellent oh, advice. This though. best player that I liked, you know, he's he hasn't had a great season at all. Oh, my God. Brian Edwards must be a piece of shit. Uh, I'm looking at the Raiders. They have Aguilar tearing it up. You know, apparently they love rugs. They drafted him in the first fucking round, wasn't it? Second round? Yeah, Forget. first round. First round, like that's insane to begin with. Edwards, there's still hope for him. His breakout age, everything that I added up and thought this guy, I believe in, in the pros. I'm still doing that. Now I can buy him a lot cheaper is the thing. I can get him at a value. I could probably own him in every league and just hope that he does become the guy that I thought he would. Maybe he doesn't. But, you know, buy those guys. Like, stick to your process. Don't believe what everybody else says and, like, the going, like, comes, coming and, comings and goings. And find people that you really think align with you and your thought process and and see what they're doing. Because you buy Brian Edwards. You sell Henry Ruggs. That's me. You, um, you know, the players we've talked about on the show already, there are guys to buy and sell. Ask people what they're doing and then maybe even do the opposite. But who do you... What, what did your process tell you were the best players in this class? Because for me, it was Dobbins. It was Higgins. It was Jefferson. 
It was Swift. It was Akers. It was, you know, Herbert. It was Burrow. It's the same guys, finally, you know, at the end of this year. And maybe that becomes more true. That's not always the case. But just stick to your guns and realize you have to be a little patient. Don't overreact. Don't overreact. Trust your process, one and two, and then don't listen to everybody. Like, find people to trust, to listen to. That's it. Yeah, I, I think all those are really awesome, and there's not really a ton to add to that, you know? Just, uh, I will say one little tidbit I would add on, actually, and this doesn't relate directly to what Bill said and everybody sort of talked about, is in August, July and August, be on the lookout for those potential players that you can stash on your dynasty team that could become valuable. That's Darren Waller a couple years ago. Robert Tanyan this last year, like these players that you could just throw at the end of your bench. Like if they end up working out cool, if they don't, you can drop them within like maybe four or five weeks, you know, give them some time, but find those guys that you trust to listen to. Like the, the one player that I'm relatively proud about just because he hasn't done it consistently is like Logan Thomas worked out, but at the same time, he could have also been a bust. And I understand that Yeah, Logan Thomas was like, you rolled the dice. You're hoping yes. he turns out. Nobody expected that because Logan Thomas has done nothing so far. I expected it three years ago. Well, and I had and, but he was drafted roster, as a quarterback. Like, I was so surprised it happened. Yeah, he he was. In, not only was he a quarterback that was trying to become a tight end, like and a, a Darren Waller, like a delayed thing. People who tell you, "Oh, I knew it." No, you didn't. You don't know how the NFL is using right. these guys. They were both great athletes that converted to tight end, and you hoped you had your fingers crossed, but there was no holy grail at the end of that you just if you had enough roster spots you kept them and you know what dumb me i cut both of them even as a believer <laughs> early on hoping against hope i cut both of them and i you know people other people got them it sucks but they they, were, they didn't seem to be hits after three years i would yeah. say uh one other thing too is like don't be afraid to like join different leagues that do different things and are have diverse rules um unless it's two tight ends like if somebody comes to you and they want you to join their league just have your first question be like is it a two tight end league and then be like no i do not want to play in that because i'm four <laughs> i, they, I do not i hate them all suck. i love tight and, ends um, but i hate that league i don't mind just it kind of takes it too far do you like two tight end leagues yeah i do <laughs> we can but, have um, a show about that bill for sure but like, uh, I, at the end I don't of know. this though like the, the thing, like, every league that you have that is a little bit different makes you better at every league you play yep, in. 100%. So even though every now and then you're like, oh, I don't like this rule, I don't like this, like, it makes you better at every league you're in. Yeah, that's that's great advice. And I think even, like, doing – and we're not going to discuss this, but doing, like, something like a Debbie or anything like that can be beneficial for a rookie process potentially. So and that's going to – Anti-Devi. Anti-Devi? Bill shaking his head too. Are, well, are you I'll play in your Debbie leagues. I'm just going to not use your rules. Yeah, okay. that's kind of cool. what I do. I mean, I just uh, draft a, a five-star um, running back every every year, and that's <laughs> it. And hope it hits, and if not, then just keep – but I don't dig in. My brain doesn't – I killed a lot of brain cells in my lifetime. <laughs> I, I only have so much capacity. <laughs> all right so Pill that's Bill, end 10. the episode five zero show so let's start with bill do you have anything you want the people to check out no not really yeah you can check me out in uh fantasy timeline uh we do a youtube show on wednesdays at 9 p.m uh of course we're all on superflex city um 
And so I also do super flex birds, which is part of super flex city. So, and I am at super duper flex swags. Yeah. I, I'm the same man. Check us out at super flex city, which is also like, you'll hear from super flexible and then rookie fever if you're not. And yeah, I'm swagzilla zero G. Thanks for having us on dude. Uh, congratulations yeah. on episode 50. Yeah, brother. Appreciate that. And then uh madman, what about you? Anything you want the people to check out? Please check <laughs> the team out at Dynasty Trades HQ. My buddies Mike and uh, Shane, we were thrown together three years ago. We had our three-year anniversary. Swags is part of that. Yeah, that nice. was a lot of fun. Um, we're still going strong. We have a lot of fun. Please check that out if you want to talk about Dynasty Trades or think about them. Um, appreciate being part of this. Uh, love the fact that we have Super Flex City going. Um, Bill, amazing guy. I totally didn't know you were as old as you are. And uh, crazy, crazy enough, now I have even more respect we, for you. We learned uh, that he's an ageist today. Yeah, I'm an ageist because Wait, so I, I, I have like 10 times more respect for for Bill, not only that he's 43, <laughs> but that he looks like he's 23. And then Swagzilla, my 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 good buddy, like we've been podcasting for years together. We always had a good time. And Jacob, you are a good young dude. I'm I, you know, I'm sorry I'm your father. Like I wished more for you and better for you. That I'm your dad is just I, I'm just, sorry. Uh, I just apologize. We need to get some kind of shaving sponsor or something so you can teach Jacob how to shave. <laughs> he never learned. Man, look at this. Look at this. Manscaped. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> well, I wonder uh, if when I win, when I win HQ3 in a, in a couple of years, because I went Productive Struggle, hopefully it's sooner than that. But I'm coming for you. <laughs> we're going to win it. Yeah, I saw your team, hey, man. You're, 1. You're 1.01, 1. 1.02. I'm, I'm excited. Thank Just you don't be the guy on. that rebuilds every year. Please, no, for the love no, of God. No, no, There's no. always that guy that re- – I'm rebuilding. It's like for seven years. You're, what um, do you mean you're rebuilding? You, I'm actually only never interested built. in picks. I'm only interested in picks. <laughs> All right, everybody, make sure to follow at Superflex City. You can also listen to Stake in the Draft on either the Superflex City feed or on the Stake in the Draft main feed. I appreciate all y'all listening to the podcast, and good luck for the rest of the season. Good luck this week in Week 15. Uh, yeah, sorry about you starting Keenan Allen. I thought he'd do better. See ya. Deuces. <laughs>